Welcome to the Inside Muskegon podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 58. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Dave Alexander, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Dave Alexander, the business editor at the Muskegon Chronicle. I'm here with Dave Alexander with the Muskegon Chronicle. Thank you for taking the time out again with Inside Muskegon. Good to be back. Uh, first off, I want to start uh, by congratulating you on the podcast. I think we're at, what, number 58 here uh, today. And uh, to see this continue to uh, go on and exist uh, well into the future, probably well beyond the future that you expected when you first did podcast number one, I uh, congratulate you and everyone here at Converge for uh, keeping it going. And I'm an uh, avid uh, listener and uh, enjoy it immensely. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it and appreciate your support for the podcast and coming back again this year in 2007 for an update on one of our most downloaded podcasts of last year, um, the highlight of which was your 2006 business locations to watch in the Muskegon area. And I wanted to start out by getting an update on those locations. If I remember right, I think we had four. Let's just, I, th- I was going to watch downtown in 06. We we're going to watch Lakeside, specifically Great Lakes Dock. We we're going to look at uh, <clears throat> Great Lakes Downs. And the uh, Sappy property was one that maybe people wouldn't have expected me to be interested in as a, as a uh, geographic location for uh, development in the future. Of those, I think one out of four were really hot. Obviously, the downtown one, and we'll probably talk about that a bit. Lakeside, um, Great Lakes Downs, and Sappy are still um, those to be watched. Um, Lakeside uh, with the Great Lakes Marina uh, at any point. I could expect that uh, George uh, Bailey and uh, John Boldema could pull a string on a development for uh, the aggregate part of their dock that is next to the Cross Lake Ferry Dock. Um, as you look at uh, the Great Lakes Downs, at some point in time, the uh, nature of horse racing and the nature of gambling, uh, both nationally and in the state of Michigan, are going to be such that that property is going to be used for something else. And it may be one year away, it may be five years away, but I would imagine in 10 years that uh, something different uh, Different, something pretty major. Uh, I know Cabela's was looking at Muskegon during the course of 06. Uh, I don't know how seriously. Um, they are not going to be coming here. If they come to West Michigan, it'll probably be in a Walker site uh, northwest of Grand Rapids. But that would have been a perfect spot, I would say, for a Cabela's uh, or that kind of a uh, of a retail operation. And then finally, uh, Sappy, um, having a, a difficult time uh, with uh, labor issues and with uh, competition with the uh, uh, global nature of their paper business. Um, at some point in time, they may be doing something else with that property. But there is also some talk uh, behind the scenes rumored that uh, there may be some other industrial applications that would be uh, in cohort uh, with uh, sappy and their paper operations so you never really know where that property's going but it still remains on my list i'd like to focus a little bit on downtown in the city center area it seems that 2006 was really the year that downtown exploded for lack of a better word in a in a good way um with a feature that the chronicle recently ran almost 80 million dollars in investment here in downtown touch on some of the highlights um 
I told Cindy Larson um, mid-year, I said, as we were sitting down talking about one of those Vita Nova or one of the developments, I said, you know, at the end of the year, I'm going to have to sit down and just sort of recap what the year looked like because I write it from a day-to-day basis, a week-to-week basis, a month-to-month basis, and you don't realize all of the elements that uh, get stacked up over the course of a year. And there were 25-plus items that were either built in um, this year, uh, that were open this year, that were under construction this year, or that were seriously uh, presented to the community as uh, plans that will be uh, put into force uh, in 07 or 08. And uh, as I was walking from the Chronicle down to your offices here in the Hume Building, um, I walked across uh, something that was not there <laughs> last time at the, this time last year. And that was the uh, traffic circle. And some people like it, some people don't. But it is the main central focus of the downtown. And if we remember back to uh, Imagine Muskegon, there's a lot of public input in that, both from the city standpoint, from citizens, from the leadership of this community. Uh, It was the epicenter. It was the focus. It was the main heart of our our commercial downtown. Our historic downtown was third and western. And we've created something there that is unique, that is different. Um, It'll grow on people. Uh, Some people will never like it. Um, but as I walked across that traffic circle, I looked in one direction to the east and saw the city's uh, fire station being built. I looked down to the other, and it's perfectly framed, is the uh, Watermark Center, the old Shaw Walker building. And it sort of tells you the sort of the bookends of what is the downtown and what is being created along uh, Western Avenue, and especially as you look down at the east end at uh, Edison Landing. And uh, uh, the number of buildings, there's five or six that could be under construction in um, 07. As you take a look at uh, the parking structure situation, that was always a big bugaboo at the city. It's being taken down. The one that everyone was saying is useless and can't be remade. Someone has bought the property, being taken down in private hands. The city didn't have to do that. Uh, It'll be made into a parking area and uh, open for future development. And likewise, if you cross Western Avenue to the north, you end up seeing uh, a potential for a new parking structure that is in modern design, can take the larger size SUVs uh, that are out there, and that would be blending into the community as a building that would be adjacent to uh, what this uh, uh, Muskegon Area Chamber of Commerce wants to do on the corner of uh, 3rd and Western. So there's a lot of exciting things, and it was a very eventful year. I used the term tipping point, and I think that probably best describes what 06 was for downtown. Well, I, I love the traffic circle, roundabout, whatever you want to call it. I, I think it gives the downtown some really neat character uh like you said when you you look at that position and you look down to the development which has happened already on western avenue and especially during the holidays when they had all the lights on and the decorations uh, it gives you, you a sense i never was here you may have been i uh because of um uh, not growing up in muskegon coming here in 81 the mall was already up i can only hear people talk about western avenue and its glory days in the 50s and 60s probably and what it looked like with all the lights on. And um, it's something that I can only see in pictures and read about in the uh, clip file of the Chronicle. Um, I think we got a little taste of what that was, those of us who didn't know it or those of us who are being reminded of what it was, of what it can become uh, as we look uh, into the next five to ten years. Why is downtown development important to the Muskegon business community? It was a uh, old song or old saying that goes uh, as uh, Detroit goes, so goes Michigan. I would say uh, as uh, downtown goes, so goes Muskegon. And um, there are um, people in the suburb uh, areas, the rural areas of Muskegon County, uh, in the general region that look to this as the central uh, 
commercial, cultural, and historic center of our community is known as Muskegon and uh, for the entire Muskegon County. And um, the ravages of uh, urban sprawl, of suburbanization that came after World War II, 50s, 60s, 70s, what's happened to our inner cities, especially as you look at the Rust Belt, known uh, as the Rust Belt cities of uh, Michigan and the upper Midwest, um, communities have been harmed and hurt because of the conditions of their downtown um, there is nobody in Oakland County that can feel good about living in Southeast Michigan if Detroit is not on the go, thriving and moving in the right direction. And uh, the same thing. There is nobody in Norton Shores, Muskegon Township, Laketon Township, Whitehall or Montague or Holton that can feel real good about Muskegon County if they come downtown and we saw what we saw after the destruction of uh, the Muskegon Mall. And it was only the hope that the community was going to um, gather itself up and uh, create something new that really brought about, um, I think, hope for the future and and a new attitude. And I was saying uh, to a a couple of uh, business clubs and uh, civic clubs that I've talked to in the last uh, six months that as soon as we started to see concrete and asphalt being put down on the Western Avenue surface, uh, the naysayers sort of went away. I did not get the phone calls of people saying, what in the heck's going on downtown? Why isn't something happening? We saw a a very physical, uh, even though it was just the public infrastructure, um, view and vision of what can become down there. And uh, we really don't still know where it's going, but it's got everyone's attention and, and everyone seems to be pretty positive and excited. Well, the city center and downtown development was uh, certainly one of the top news stories in 2006 from a business point of view. What were some of the other top business stories? I would say the number one um, business issue really wasn't a Muskegon story, um, but it was a Muskegon story because it was a Flint story and it was a Benton Harbor story and it was a Detroit story and a Lansing story. And that's our state economy. And we are all in this bucket together. And um, uh, more so the auto downturn um, the destruction, the dismantling of the big three as we're seeing it begin and, and going to take uh, force uh, as they come out, very different companies. The auto uh, parts industry that supports that, plastic, um, leather, um, uh, metal uh, components of cars um, has affected us all. And it will continue to affect us all well into uh, into the future. And I think that's the number one story is the transition that Miss Michigan's economy is having and the um, uh, pain that that is causing individual families and the blue-collar workers that were relying on those jobs at Dana or at uh, Johnson Control or at the Big Three and how we have to restructure ourselves, uh, how we have to uh, re-educate and retrain ourselves to uh, grasp something in the future. And, and the governor and the new legislature that is taking uh, seats uh, here this week uh, have a lot on their platter, and uh, a lot of our future is in their hands. With that said, what's your take on the state of Muskegon business? I think we are steady. But I believe we are true uh, still in a um, transition. And uh, we are moving from the Dana's, uh, the old Seal Power uh, Corporation, um, the Brunswick's, the um, um, Sappies of the world, those historic 100-year companies 
are um, finding that um, their operations are no longer viable or those operations are only viable when they look at sourcing, offshoring those operations somewhere else. And we have to uh, pick up, um, you know, the new uh, aspects of our economy. And um, we have to find what they are, embrace them, encourage them, and support them because uh, it's it's through this mix of industry, of service, and of tourism that uh, our economic future is. So we are steady. Uh, it's not there are some areas and pockets of our economy and uh, in our job market that are really suffering and having difficulties. There are others that are thriving, and that happens in any economy. Overall, that's made for a pretty stable base. Unemployment a little higher than I think anyone in town would like, but uh, there's a structural unemployment there that uh, it's it's generations that really need to uh, move through the job market before we're really going to get and overcome that. And to really to overcome it, we need to take the new generations and make sure that they're not in the same situations that maybe their grandparents or their parents find themselves uh, uh, lack of skills um, and, and basically only able to take low-wage jobs after the big high-skilled um, factory job goes out of town. So um, a mixed bag, but um, a, a stable uh, situation. And I think uh, because of our situation with the water, um, the natural resources, the quality of life, um, I'm optimistic about the future. Well, we can go back just a couple of uh, reminds me as I, I go through that um, where we are locally. Um, a couple of the other big business stories that, that were out there were obviously downtown. I would put number two uh, after the state's economy. Um, you've got uh, the factory farms that are uh, having the environmental issues. Uh, Dendalk Dairy and those that we've written about uh, was a, a major business story. Uh, Double J uh, up in Rothbury and their indoor water park. And uh, that is not the only indoor water park that I'll be writing about in the next three to five years for West Michigan. Uh, I think that's a coming um, trend. And uh, as places like Sandusky, Ohio, and um, the Wisconsin Dell show, you can have more than one within a uh, market. Owasapi, uh, the residential development out there going to court. Uh, Muskegon County Tourism having one of its uh, best years ever and getting some real statewide recognition uh, was another uh, big highlight of 06. Um, You look at Nugent Sand and the decisions that they're going to have to make now that uh, the water pipe issue has basically been settled and not in favor of the company. Uh, Brunswick going out of town with their bowling ball operation and that 100-year company really becoming something different and maybe going away at some point altogether. Um, their, Their operations are significantly reduced here. And finally, I would point uh, south of town to uh, the Grand Landing development down in Grand Haven, which is a $70 million development on the uh, east end of their uh, riverfront and uh, sort of extending what they have done so well in the uh, 70s and 80s uh, along the riverfront to, uh, to up to the bridge and US 31. So there's a lot on our platter and a lot of things that we've been writing about. We were touching on a little bit of the new economy, and we talked a little bit about this in 2006 when we did our last podcast, and you had mentioned some industries for Muskegon to focus on to be successful in this new economy, one of which was aerospace. Um, are there any other industries well, updates? To- since we talked last, um, the community through uh, One Muskegon, uh, which is the Governmental Consolidation Cooperation uh, Committee, that my boss, Gary Ostrom, and uh, former Mayor uh, Crandall from Norton Shores is heading up. With the help of the staff at the 
uh, Chamber of Commerce and Muskegon area first to come up with an economic vision. And I think both the economic uh, vision has been uh, approved and sort of um, stamped of approval by the Chamber Board and the Muskegon area first board. And it's obviously we want to continue in advanced manufacturing under this scenario and are specializing in metals, plastics, and alternative energy. And that's a lot of defense contracting in those areas and it's a lot of the aerospace. We want to be a popular Midwest uh, destination year-round tourism and cultural and recreational activities. It's something that we've been looking at since the 70s and really improving as our lake and water quality has improved and our perception, our own perception of that. Uh, has improved in places like uh, Michigan's Adventure and things like the uh, Cross Lake Ferry have have come into uh, fruition. Um, we want to be a popular waterfront destination for residential living and retirement. And this whole and I wrote a, a fairly major story at the end of uh, '06 concerning uh, the aging in Muskegon and how um, focusing on the baby boomers' needs. Um, both in what they need to do in their lives and what they need to do for uh, residential retirement. Uh, and retirement, I put in quotations because I don't think the baby boomers are going to retire like our parents did, um, is really an economic development um, issue that uh, is one that can critically move our community forward. We want to be a regional center of excellence for affordable health care. And I think there's some very exciting health care stories that came out in terms of uh, what our uh, two hospitals have been able to accomplish. And I think the big issue in health care is do we continue to have two independent, standalone, competing uh, institutions, and that is a hot potato issue and one that will be debated both inside and outside the medical community and having great implications for uh, Muskegon County business. Uh, a regional lakeshore center for lifelong learning and emphasis on childhood and post-secondary career education, and that whole skills training thing is, is really part of what our economic vision is and where to get us there. And finally, a retail center, uh, and the only thing you have to do is take a look at uh, what's happened out at uh, uh, Sternberg and uh, 31 uh, with the Lakes Mall area, and you can see where that economic vision is, is coming to life. So those are sort of the areas that I think uh, you'll see our community working on uh, in 07 and beyond. With that said, I'd like to move on to our grand finale and your business locations to watch in the Muskegon area for 2007. Well, I'm going to be a little boring because uh, I'm going to name the, the four that I already have. Downtown Muskegon, um, if the planning and the announcement stage was 06, we should see the construction stage in 07. So um, we should see a lot of... Uh, Interesting things happening as it relates to um, construction of the buildings that we've talked about, both residential and commercial, um, through 07. Um, again, uh, Lakeside with the Great Lakes Dock, uh, Great Lakes Downs out at uh, 31 and 96, and the Safi property are um, places that I would um, be watching uh, very closely uh, as we uh, go through 07. May or may not uh, come up, but if it's not this year, it'll be uh, in the coming years. And I will add three. Uh, there are three corridors that, uh, like Harvey Street, are going to become um, very critical to uh, our development. They're not going to put up uh, another uh, retail mall, uh, regional shopping district like they did at Harvey. But there will be significant developments that will happen along Apple Avenue between basically U.S. 31 and the uh, wastewater system. Um, the continued growth, both residential and small service, of the M120 corridor as it relates uh, to that stretch going towards Holton, uh, out into the northeast corner of our county. And uh, maybe most uh, dynamic 
uh, will be uh, what will uh, transpire along the uh, Whitehall Corridor north as it comes from North Muskegon up to uh, the um, uh, amusement park and then beyond into uh, Whitehall and Montague. And those three corridors um, are going to be driven as the corridor of Harvey Street was by uh, transportation improvements and especially the uh, extension of sewer and water services. This is a little more of the um, um, sprawl. It's a little more of the expansion. But it's what happens in American communities that are growing. Um, Our um, big uh, challenge is to um, allow those corridors to develop um, so that it will help our economic growth, our economic development, and our uh, job creation potential. At the same time, um, preserving um, the character of the neighborhoods that surround those and uh, keeping enough green space so that the quality of life that we've enjoyed and that has drawn us here uh, will be here for future generations. So there's a lot of issues in the next three to five years along those corridors that communities like Muskegon Township, uh, Laketon Township, Dalton Township, um, the city of Whitehall, Whitehall Township will be making that will really determine um, how our community will look uh, for our kids. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Really enjoyed it once again. Thanks for having me. A mixed bag is a fair assessment of the current Muskegon business climate. Large industry is leaving Muskegon. However, if 2006 is any indication, the future is bright for Muskegon, in particular the downtown area. Dave's business locations to watch in 2006 proved not only to be noteworthy, but for the most part, in a positive way for the area. Sappy still does have a presence in Muskegon, Great Lakes Downs is doing well, and downtown began to experience a rebirth last year. Also, I want to congratulate the Chronicle for entering the world of podcasting. Their weekly newsmaker podcasts are one more example of traditional media embracing podcasting. The Chronicle's podcasts are a great example of the convergence of media, delivering a consistent message across a variety of mediums. In this case, printing newspapers and online podcasts. So hop on MLive.com and give them a listen. And for more information, check out MuskegonChronicle.com or revisit Inside Muskegon Number 10 with Dave's first podcast interview. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. And for the latest feedback on Inside Muskegon, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to include the 1 and 231 and leave your first name and city in the message. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 58 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.